Welcome to Evolutionary Collective Conversations with Patricia Albert. The next evolutionary leap for humanity is the critical shift from individual to global consciousness. This higher level of development takes us beyond our individual self-concern into expanding capacities for unity, interconnectedness, evolutionary relating, and collective intelligence. Contemporary spiritual teacher and visionary Patricia Albert engages deep and probing dialogues with frontline luminaries shaping the next wave of conscious evolution. Please welcome Patricia Albert. Okay, hi everybody, it's Patricia. And before I introduce the, the topic and my wonderful uh, partner who's going to be on this, is um, I just want to let you know that I'm excited to announce that I have a new book coming out this September. And it's called Evolutionary Relationships, Unleashing the Power of Mutual Awakening. And that you can learn more about the book and download the first three chapters um, for free at evolutionaryrelationshipsbook.com. So it's evolutionaryrelationshipsbook.com. And it would be wonderful. I'd love to share it with you. So today is the inaugural conversation dedicated to my book that's coming out, um, as I said, in September. And who better um, to have that conversation with than the person who was there when the impulses and the guidance were just beginning to come through for this work. Um, so both his capacity as an integral visionary and his evolutionary heart and warmth really helped me to be able to hold and nurture and birth a different dimension of consciousness. Um, I'm sure any of you who've ever, you know, begin to bring something into the world that um, is kind of new and maybe doesn't have a whole lot of agreement, uh, it can be easily crushed, uh, especially by the people around you. And I appreciate Jeff Salzman on so many levels, but, um, you know, his willingness as a friend and a fellow spiritual teacher and, and luminary that he is, um, you know, that he really listened and, you know, allowed me to not feel like I was crazy um, and allowed and was like actively supportive in discovering um, what evolutionary relationships are and the evolutionary collective as well. So, so Jeff, who um, many of you I'm sure already know is an integralist, an evolutionary and a public commentator who's worked in adult education and transformation for 30 years. He's the co-founder of career track. Um, some of you may be familiar with that, which was one of the world's leading professional development companies and a longtime spiritual practitioner in many different traditions. I mean, I think he's probably studied everything um, in depth, actually. And he also helped Ken Wilbur to develop the Integral Institute and has spent the last few years as the co-founder and head of the Boulder Integral, uh, the Integral Center. And he, I think most of you probably know him now from his uh podcast and blog and various events that he does through the Daily Evolver. So he's keeping very busy, right, Jeff? I am. <laughs> keeping, <laughs> keeping out of trouble for the most yeah, part. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And what a privilege, you know. And thank you for inviting me on to your show, Patricia. And I'm very happy to be here. And um, I guess, do you want to just Shall we just get started? Yeah, I mean, we, the name of the, you know, this particular webcast was Love is an Evolutionary Force. And you and I have talked about everything from Donald Trump to, right. I don't know, a lot of things, <laughs> many things. So, um, yeah. So well, I it's think, the law now. Every conversation has to be about Trump. So I know. I'm so. sure that will come into, into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's just dive in. Yeah. Well, I, um, I love your book. I just want to put that out there, Patricia. I I read a lot of books and I interview people and you know I I look over books and I I get what they have to say and you know as best I can. Uh, but I rarely have a book that pulls me in like yours did. And actually, I feel like I feel like I've been transmitted. Honestly, I mean, I have um, wow. as, as evolutionaries, we're looking for you know what's next. Because it's going to be different. You know, tribal consciousness is very different from, you know, fundamentalist consciousness, which is different from modernist consciousness. 
and postmodern consciousness, they're all different. And what's next is, of course, fascinating. And um, so I wanted to just have you talk a little bit about, um, you know, that next stage that I feel, you know, I'm, I'm an Enneagram 5. I'm a head guy. You know, I'd rather think about it than feel it. <laughs> but I do feel it. And, um, you know, it's great. It really uh, – you have a quote. It's one of the things I love about your book is your quotes are so good, uh, too. But um, you have a quote in there by George Fierstein, I think, mm-hmm. is his name. And it's, ultimately, there can be no healing until we have restored our primal trust in life. And I feel like there's something that that's a piece of what we're doing here mm-hmm. is uh, instead of walking around thinking this shouldn't be happening, it's awful that it is, I can't stand it, somebody needs to be con- blamed or condemned, that we sort of make friends with the whole thing. And I, I don't know. So I, I'm yeah, going to digress it. here, but what, 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 yeah. what, what gets sparked in you, dear? Okay. Um, first of all, thank you. Really, thank you. I mean, because we haven't really talked about the book before this, and I really appreciate your yeah. um, taking it in in that way. Because so this is new. I mean, for me, you know, teaching, I've, you know, done thousands of hours of that. But book writing is, is I'm a little more new and probably a little more insecure there. So I appreciate what you said. Well, that's, I, I got to <laughs> stop you there and say, Patricia, it's so beautifully written that I found myself rereading paragraphs. I mean, I don't do that. Wow. So it's oh, really great. something. It's very, very good. I really recommend it. Thank you. Um, and we'll be recommending it. So, yes. Okay. That. okay. Um, yeah, right well, on. I think, I think what you, what you said initially, which has to do with, you know, speaking to the people that are listening as evolutionaries, you know, part of what an evolutionary is, is someone who is interested in what's next, you know, like where's the edge of existence moving Mm-hmm. And we know as evolutionary, sometimes maybe we forget because, you know, the paradigm that we've come from is a stagnant universe. You know, the universe was created, um, you know, it's here and we're here. And, uh, you know, there's a sense of everything being like solid and evolutionaries know that it's all evolving and it's all changing. Right. And one of the contributions that I believe that we can make, especially those of us who you know, are awake enough to be on this call or listening, you know, we're kind of paying attention to something other than maybe our own survival or, um, you know, reinforcing our own belief systems is that we need to be available to where the edge wants to take us and yeah. come together in that. And for me, the, the, the fundamental era, you know, the, the 5,000 year era of individual enlightenment and personal salvation which is you know between ourselves and the divine and our own work on ourselves etc is really big is changing um you know almost nobody knows that it's changing but um there are you know at least some there are some people that are kind of going i don't think to go back to trump you know i don't think that individuals that are powerful or falsely powerful or even even saints you know individualness is not going to take us into the next era mm-hmm. it just isn't you know even if you had tons of brilliant individuals that doesn't mean that the relatedness is actually happening i mean we know lots of brilliant and awake and lovely individuals that don't necessarily relate well right and oh, so absolutely yeah no, i mean they true. One is not the other, you know, there are two separate things. And the book, you know, Evolutionary Relationships is, is pointing towards how do, what do we pay attention to in order to begin to attend to the, the space between us, you know, the, the, the level of consciousness that is awakened together so that we can actually um, begin to grow in and through that. Yeah. And well, and I think it's more fun. You there's a quote from you. So one of the quotes I love of yours that I have actually used is from Walt Whitman, 
Yeah. And it's the one that says, um, we were together. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> yeah, that's so fabulous. We were together. I don't remember the rest. Yeah. And you uh, know, as well as I do, like, there's something about it. It could make, it makes me want to cry. Um, no matter what we deal with, you know, no matter how difficult, no matter how frightening, you know, even a personal disaster, when you're not alone, when you truly are connected to another or others in a deep way that is real, like that you're in and for each other for real. Yeah. It's, it's there's something that makes it completely not only tolerable, but sometimes even inspiring. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I look at it from the perspective of evolution always. That's where I go, you know, and so the evolution of consciousness and we see that we came out of a tribal um, consciousness where in the early early humanity didn't really have uh, the individual online yeah I mean our identities would be merged and an individuality came online it's it's not unlike a child who is merged with their parents for the first couple years of their lives and then begin to individuate and and, and find their own strength and and that's a beautiful thing to become an individual uh, but we yeah. lose something, you know, we lose something. And so what, what I love about the evolutionary view is that we actually, to move forward, we actually, actually want to go back and reintegrate. That's what we call this integral. We want to integrate what was left behind when we individuated. And we still want to keep our individual individuality, but the, in the sacred world to come and the, the, the relationships that we're talking about will have um, a lot of the same kind of – I always love this word louche. I, Terry Patton talks about it. I forget where it comes from. But it's this sort of sense of the liquid space between us, you know. Louche. Has that – yeah, louche, L-O-U-S-C-H, I believe. It's a sweet uh-huh. word. And it's um, and it's that liquid space that that sort of tribal um, and and also transcendent space uh, that we enter together that we've almost forgotten about mm-hmm. <laughs> in the modern world and, um, and 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 yet I've had tastes of it. Uh, but I'm afraid for me, that's all I've had. I think you do with yeah. your, your, your group. You have a, a, a pretty much a, a fail proof, a foolproof technology for, for, yeah. for bringing it on. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe we talk a little bit about that, Patricia. What, what, how would you describe that and how might we bring that to our lives, uh, just as we're living them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, here, here's the thing that I, I would just, I have a slight twist on what you just said, um, okay, is cool. I absolutely and utterly agree and celebrate, you know, the accomplishment of our individuation over the last few thousand years is mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, it's mind blowing, you know, our, inner development and outer development and intelligence and the level of complexity that we can comprehend and understand. I mean, I, I can't remember what TV show it was, but it was some, something where they were talking about like the, the primal, you know, the red level, you know, the level where everybody's just bullying and, and, you know, Attila mm-hmm. the Hun it was like the Attila the Hun sort of right, level right. of, of life. And that when rational thought came in, it was such a miracle, mm-hmm. you know, that you didn't have people just beating people over the heads and, you know, with spears, you know, that there was actually some level of maybe right isn't doesn't eat might. It's like maybe there's a right thing and maybe there's rational right. thinking and, you know, like what a miracle that was at the time. Um, um, absolute miracle. Yeah. I mean, amazing. And so, yeah. you know, to me, the the individuation that we've accomplished. And now, you know, you're on your computer and you get ads that like respond to something that you Googled the day before. And, you know, Pandora knows what you want to listen to. And, you know, I mean, 
everywhere you go, you can get soy milk and this kind of milk and that. I mean, the right. level of individuation is insane. I mean, it's insane. actually, it's sort of gone to the extreme of we feel entitled to a level of precision and um attunement to who we are and what we want and how we want it uh, moment to moment that we get sort of affronted when it's not happening. Um, but the next stage is to take that fullness of individuation and instead of reintegrate something that was there before, um, I think Tehard was accurate in saying that now these individual cells can come together by sharing um, what we've, like you said, sort of hacked into is discovered. If you share a particular kind of energy with each other, not just anything, not just a conversation about sports, not just a intellectual conversation, not even like a heartfelt, like I'm telling you and sharing with you something very painful that happened to me and you're listening with deep empathy. That doesn't even work. You know, like that isn't even what bridges the, divide of having us literally enter into one another in an interpenetrating way where we're actually inside one another and that something greater is born out of that. We actually become water, you know, the hydrogen and oxygen become water mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that the yeah. individuation, a new, a new thing emerges, something that wasn't new there before. Yes. And it's of a higher order. The thing that's yes. incredible is that, in my experience, the what is called forth in your uniqueness is only given in its fullness inside of that level of relatedness. Hmm. Say that again, Patricia. So I think no one's real genius, nobody's particular gift, you know, the real like like almost raison d'etre for your existence. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mm-hmm. particularity that Jeff is or that I am cannot just be shoved into the world individually. You can't just push that out into the world by discovering your higher purpose. I mean, it just doesn't work. That your real deep gift on the deepest level only is called forth inside of that level of relatedness and unity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get lost. It is made full and real and it's empowered in a way that is not empowered if you're on your own trying to shove yourself into the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Seriously, you know, and the piece that I haven't shared with you that I, I'm even more excited because we keep seeing the depth of how do you activate this consciousness that is shared is not only um, there's a deep place of sharing that is uh, what I call the origination point. So it's not your personality. It's not even on a soul level, you know, kind of your energetic connections or your subtle level energies and, you know, sort of some of the mm-hmm. things that people are working on. There's a causal dimension of self mm-hmm. that I call the origination point that is the most unique and distinct opening that you are, but it's a, it's an opening. It's a space. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And when that connects with my, my origination point, cause it's easy for the something nothings to kind of come together easily because mm-hmm. there's nothing separating them. They're not solid. Um, from that place, then this unity arises. That's actually very powerful, but the piece that that has really we've just been working with for the last two months is something that I've experienced my whole life, but I never had the words for. And uh, Beatrice Boutreau, who is a Tay Hardian scholar, um, she called it spondic energy or spondic spondic love. And spondic in I think Greek means a kind of outpouring, like pouring out, pouring into. Hmm. So it's like me, spondic would be me pouring into you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but the spondic part, so this is the part that was just like, oh my God, I was so excited because I've so experienced this in my life and I didn't have words for it. I've called it in and for. So spondic is where it's the kind of love that I, I know you and every, everyone has felt towards someone or something where you literally like from your heart, you're literally like you want to give them life. It's almost like you want mm-hmm. them to have everything. 
Like it jumps from your heart to theirs. Like, yeah. may you be like I am. May you be. May you have everything. May every you know your all your potentials, everything yeah. come into fruition. You usually have it for your children. I mean, you have that for certain people. I mean, it literally is a heart like ex- it explodes from one heart to another. Yeah. And it's the opposite of competition. It is the it is the quintessential opposite of separation. Mm-hmm. It's like I want you to have everything, you know, like almost like I'm God and I am now imbuing you with all life, <laughs> you know, all life, oh. all love. And you now have oh. everything, everything you ever needed, you know, and, you know, you can feel it. It's like spondic totally. love is and we have it. And so we've been we've been practicing with. Not only that openness and the origination point, you know, mixing, but spondically love, you know, like igniting one another. And it's, it is, it is so strong and it's so human. It's so what we have for each other in our hearts. And it doesn't depend on personality. It doesn't even depend on liking them. You know, you don't even have to feel chemistry or anything. When you drop into that deep causal level connection, that spondic love is there. Yeah. And it ignites us. That's what really like draws forth. Like, how could you not be everything that you could be in the face of being <laughs> loved like that? Well, yeah. Right? Um, well, yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you're talking me into it here. <laughs> um, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I might rethink this uh, love for other people thing. For yeah. you know, I find them. I'm, I'm glad you say you don't have to like them because I find yeah. them so annoying sometimes. Well, but they a are. lot of times. No, but here's the thing: people. I will completely concur. People on the level of so you know we were gonna. I mean, if you think about what's it going to take to make a difference in the world, right? People on their personality level. You know, on an egoic level, yeah. Yeah. totally annoying most of the time. <laughs> well, thank you for agreeing with me. I agree with you. And also, <laughs> even when people are being seductive and charming, it's even when you really are awake enough, even that is sort of tiring. You know, it's like, right. it's kind of like, okay, whatever, I'm being manipulated, <laughs> you know, right. um, yeah. on a, on that subtle level. You know, so there are those in the more postmodern kind of work where people learn subtle energies and they can read you and they, you know, can sense everything. Even that's kind of irritating. I mean, that can actually also be <laughs> not entirely something. I don't particularly love that either at this point. <laughs> um, right on. But in this deep causal level, which is where the real unification is, and it really is free from all of that other stuff. Now, it doesn't mean we don't have to deal with the other stuff, but it actually, yeah. the unification happens and the love happens and it's real. From yeah. that bond of in and for you and vice versa, then if you and I move up to the subtle level or the other level where we're being separate and annoying, we have a deeper place to return to. Yeah. And we wow. have something stronger so that when I listen to you talk about something that I don't agree with or I have a big mm-hmm. problem with, I'm connected to you in a much deeper way that I could possibly find a way that we could work together, even though we're really different. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's really terrific, Patricia. I mean, you I mean, that know that. Really helps. Like- That's really helpful. I mean, as a lover, like, you know, like with the with the person you're in love with, when you're really connected, you can deal with the other things that will always be there. You know, the personality, power trips, you know, the various things that humans do when we're not, you know, because we're not pure. Right. <laughs> um, somehow. It's workable, you know, like you can yeah. work with it because the, you haven't broken connection. When you break connection, you can't do anything. Yeah. No, I really like that because it, it does feel more real because a lot of particularly progressive spirit, well, actually, even tra- traditional spirituality, you feel like you got to love people all the time in the sort of everyday way. And, you know, we can't. We can't. We just, <laughs> so we feel like failures. We're going to hell, you know, and um, or we're doing it wrong or we're defective. And this actually allows people to be annoying. Yeah. 
because they are and we are and, and on this on this actually gross level we talk about this causal subtle and we call and it gross. gross or physical level yeah. uh, right. we're actually supposed to have conflict right. Uh, right. conflict is the one of the engines of evolution and so i love that this allows us to find that connection at the deepest fucking place there that i love yeah. your origination point i love that i want to hear more about that actually okay. um but to, to contact that and contact that and the other people then let the rest of it take care of itself because we but we got that as as um uh you know sort of our baseline or um you know originate again origination point, origination point. so beautiful and the connection, the building of, the weaving of that deep level of connectivity. So between you and another, like part of what I talk about in the book is how do you make that connection and how do you mm-hmm. build it and what are the activating principles? What, you know, like if you pay attention to this a little bit, it helps. If you pay attention to this a little bit, it helps. You know, it helps right. to nurture, cultivate, strengthen. Um, trust is one of the things, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But so if you're if you're paying attention to the building of that, which is operating almost more on a DNA level, mm-hmm. it's like your cells are mixing and your DNA, something is being built that is, yes. it becomes, you know, water. It becomes something yes. that can't break unless you do something really, I don't know how you break. Yeah, water these. back, yeah water back it's pretty hard well you know that i mean i've always loved that example and i've often pondered it i remember in like a ninth grade science class thinking oxygen and hydrogen two gases and you put them in a a, a, a bottle and and mix them and they stay gases they just mix but then there's some kind of chemical thing that goes on where they actually integrate and become a molecule yeah and these two gases create something that is not only unpredictable, but you, it's mind-blowing. It turns into water. Yeah, it's a miracle. How did that happen? Remember, you know, I'm, I'm 14 years old thinking, <laughs> how did that happen? But it is like that. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the, that emergent, I mean, evolution is based on those. So every yes, time, absolutely. you know, like how did matter come from light? Yes. How did life come from matter how did consciousness come from you know living creatures i mean it's all like like huh like how does that work i know at this point you know even though it sounds kind of crazy you know the human beings discovering where do we relate if we go there like you said if you put the gases in a certain way they nothing happens yeah same thing with humans. The way in yep. which human beings yep. are relating does nothing. Yeah. It does not turn us into water. Right. And so discovering, oh, I understand if we go here, boom, like all of a sudden something happens. Yeah. And that can be nourished and it can be grown. And then from there, how do we then as a unit, as a, as a collective, as, as, as a, you know, let's say, let's get really into fantasy. What if you had a government that it wasn't weird, but that actually one of their functions was to build this connectivity between them mm-hmm. so that they were fundamentally becoming like an organism together. Mm-hmm. And from there, and they kept returning to that and returning to that and developing that so that when they had to do the work of the differences of representing the various things, they never broke connection. Mm-hmm. Like something unitive was actually right. not only holding them, yeah. but also informing the way they were thinking and feeling and working together, that there was something greater that wasn't just individual agendas run amok. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously we're headed for that. I mean, there isn't yeah. any way that we can evolve um, without these new new um, units of humanness yeah. connected from the right place. Yeah. And then it turns love, you know, it turns love into something wholly practical. Yeah. 
not like, oh, love would be nice. And what we're really going to pay attention to is knowledge and power and a bunch of other things. Right. Well, we had to get our, our power. We had yeah. to get knowledge. Those are all, you know, came on right, right on schedule. Well, but we can see right. that they're, you know, at some point you got to move on. It's like kids grow up, you know. Yeah. yeah. And what is and, and, and hopefully they even grow into wise people at some point. Yeah, it's true. You know, and, 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 and wise old people even, whatever. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. So we're going to take a short break. Um, and again, I, I really do want to encourage people, um, on the break. If you, if you feel to go to evolutionaryrelationshipsbook.com and you can get the first three chapters, um, right now if you want. So, and then Jeff Salzman and I will be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to Patricia Albert on Evolutionary Collective Conversations. Patricia has a new book coming out this fall entitled Evolutionary Relationships, Unleashing the Power of Mutual Awakening. To learn more and download three free chapters, go to evolutionaryrelationshipsbook.com. Hi, everybody. It's Patricia Albert, and I am here with Jeff Salzman, my very favorite integralist of all time. Um, and so, and we're, we're talking about, uh, my book, actually, Evolutionary Relationships, and we're talking about love and connection and many things. So, um, I don't know. Where would you like to take this? Well, I, I, one of the things that I uh, also love about your book, and I, I, I didn't exactly expect it, um, was that you have a lot of practices in this book that you could do with yeah. other people, and um, I'm actually eager to do them. I, I you know, I, again, I've always seen myself more of an observer of these things, and I'm happy in that role. I like being sort of an anthropologist and, you know, looking at all of it. But I feel like this is something that I'm called to to actually do uh, with my partner Chuck, with with friends, mm. um, uh, and so why don't you talk a little bit about you know just sort of practical practices that you have developed that people can check out? Yeah, that's great. No, that is so. You have to let me know. So when you start doing some of the practices with Chuck, I want to hear. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I will. I totally do. Um, yeah. And I'm glad. I mean, because often, I don't know, when I've read books, usually I don't want to do the practices. You know, I'm like you. And uh-huh. I, right. I'm glad. I want to know the practices. I, wanna, yeah. <laughs> I have my big schema of all the practices, and I know where they all fit. <laughs> but do I want to do them? Not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> so with this, it's so important because one of the activating principles, as, as you've probably read in the book, has to do with engagement. And so part of this consciousness that's available and that we're pointing to, this, this consciousness of communion, of union, of entering into the, what did you call it, the lock? The louche. The louche. And yes. it to the louche, um, which is so exquisite and is so, um, it feels like home. You know, like when yeah. you really, when you open that up, all of a sudden you just feel like, oh, I'm home. Yeah. Like, uh, like we were together. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, and so the, to engage is very important. A lot of what, um, people do and particularly in the in the paradigm that we're in you know the more postmodern paradigm is you know the the least you can do is to receive something so you so you listen you read you absorb you know you take it in and even if you go to an event you you sit there and listen basically yeah. maybe you know if you're lucky the person listens um 
And so you're in a receptive mode. Uh, the next level of encounter would be then to take some action, you know, to begin to take some level of action to get engaged on, on some level. With this, what I want to lead people towards is not only engagement, which would be taking action, but reciprocity. You know, so when you're beginning to do the practices, practices, I'm giving, I'm saying something, you're really being with me and inside me, and then you're saying something, and we're really beginning to be reciprocal, which mm-hmm. is kind of, which is, a, believe it or not, missing a lot in our world. Yeah. I mean, if you just tracked your day and you looked at how much real reciprocity and mutuality is occurring, it's yeah. not occurring well, as I, much as we need. Yeah, I, I mean, I think of my, my, myself with Chuck and Chuck and I are really close. We have a great thing going. And, 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 and we, when I think about the ways that we do what you're talking about with mutuality and, and Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's, it's, it's in like, we drove down to my friends. It was an hour and 15 minutes in the car each way. And we just had a conversation the whole time. Mm. Uh, And, and that was great. But what you're talking about is almost accidental within that conversation right. where we actually connect or we have a moment. And, um, and so it's, it doesn't, you know, actually doing this intentionally, right. I think, is really, really important. And, you know, it's a, definitely an edge for me. It's an edge of my own development. Mm-hmm. No, that's beautiful. I mean, the reciprocity is the interpenetration is the level that that we want to awaken. And so what it would be, so let's say you were in the car, and you could do this. I mean, you just have to be pointed in the right direction. You you know how to move your consciousness, you know, yeah. around. <laughs> you just have to remember, you know, it's well like, said. put it over here, put it over there. <laughs> um, and part of the, the, the work of this, you know, of, of what I'm pointing to is also how do you move it around so it's not just inside you? You know, most Uh-oh. of what we've learned is to be very, um, subjective, you know, to be very, we know what our thinking is. We know how we feel about things. We know energetically what's happening with our bodies. You know, we, we've become inside of our own sort of bubble of self-concern, even on a high level of sensitivity, you know, and we're yeah. told, that to be in touch with oneself is kind of like the highest thing you could have. You know, it's like that's that's the thing, you know, between that and being in touch with God and, and the divine. Um, what interpenetration is, is you could easily, even while you're driving, because you can do more than one thing, right, is mm-hmm. you're driving and what you do is you literally place your consciousness inside of Chuck. Oh, Lord. So you're in him as he's talking and you're driving. Wow. So you're kind of like feeling him as he's sharing. And while he, and if he's willing, he places his consciousness in you. So you're both inside each other as the conversation is flowing back and forth. Wow. I could do that. I know you can. Totally. You know, you just have to, I could have had a V8. You know, I'm just, it's like being put on the menu. You know, it's like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> and he could too. And then all of a sudden, as you're practicing that more and more, just like, you know, like there are times when as lovers, we're kissing or we're making love or something's happening and you fall into one another mm-hmm. and something bigger happens. And all of a sudden it just is like heaven. Like you're like, yeah. So let me stay here forever. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? And it's love and it's union and it's you and it's him and it's everything. You know, like everything is sort of awake and imbued. Yeah. That moment, interpenetrating consciousness is that consciousness and it absolutely is innate in us. We just haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Or we have it accidentally or, you know, whatever. Maybe when we're in love, we have it. Uh, we're maybe in the first stages of, of love. Uh, right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but it's not even a, a, what you're talking about, which is um, right. not just um, happy feelings. Right. I mean, there's also a lot of projection. There's so many 
thing, projection obviously happens in love when you first fall in love too, where you don't realize how separate you are. Right. Because when you're projecting your insane feelings of love, they don't necessarily feel anything. Right. So. Yeah, and, and this interpenetrating, even the, the, this um, practice of, of me being in Chuck and Chuck being in me, mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't want to do that. Um, uh, you know, so I, I can I can hear my more modernist friends saying something like, "Well, so you sit there and you're just doing this sort of like elaborate projection," and <laughs> there's some. There's some truth to that in the sense that, you know, maybe some of that's happening, but this is what's, this is what practice is all about, is that you um, bring a discriminating eye to what you're doing so that you're, you end up actually doing it well and you end up actually doing it right. I think it does take a certain level of development to do this. Totally. And, and the people that you're talking about, you, a minute ago you were talking about you know, we've all uh, in the sort of progressive spiritual world, we've done our therapy, we've done our body work, we've danced naked in the woods, we've right. screamed, we've done it all. And that's, and, and that's all great. I mean, yeah, it, it, it nice. actually makes us worthy of doing this next thing. It does. And it gives you, like, to, to be more developed with your gross level senses, you know, that you can taste and touch and feel and see. And your subtle senses, which is also that deeper sensitivity to energy and emotion and different kinds of, you know, subtle sense things. And this is, this is even more in the invisible, but by paying attention, like you said, and by giving it, knowing that that's the next territory to, to conquer <laughs> or to surrender <laughs> into or I don't know what. Um, yeah then then it's also absolutely you know like where consciousness is is headed and we develop it together through mutual influence through tracking something so you realize that you're not actually projecting you realize that there's a dance of influence occurring like i can yeah. feel it like i'll ask a group of people like i you know do certain talks uh i did a an evening here in Berkeley on Saturday night, and we invited people inside the EC for two hours, which was really special. And, oh, interesting. And I, and I talked to them about this interpenetration thing, and, you know, we had about 100 people there, and I said, okay, so place your consciousness right now where my voice is. So if everybody comes into me where my voice is, we'll all be together. And you could feel them. All of a sudden, it went, woo, like the room shifted. And there was this mm-hmm. incredible um, focal point of connection that was, you know, that we could feel at least for, you know, like five seconds or however long they held it. But mm-hmm. and then when they were we were practicing and working and being with each other, you know, that interpenetrating level, too. So if you can imagine, it's not just the heart. It's not just the intimacy of, let's say, uh, you know, like the deep sense of closeness. You know, for you, you have a lot of friends that are brilliant, you know, very brilliant, um, smart men and women, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, that have a certain kind of liberated uh, intelligence. Right. Um, yeah. And when you do this, so if you were to practice with one of your buddies, right, and you're inside each other in a certain way and you kind of are managing that space and then you go into riffing intellectually. Mm-hmm. Whole, whole different possibility because you're in some wow. kind of flow and you're probably going to be getting insights and revelations together that you wouldn't get by just sharing each other's points of view. No, that's right. Wow. That's true. Isn't it? That could be really fun. Yeah. That could be really fun. Uh-huh. Um, even for a couple like eggheads, right? Yeah, like totally. Who actually get together to talk about things. I know. Like if you consciously went there first and then you dropped into the space, like in the center, said, okay, let's explore this question or this topic from a place of even not totally knowing, not just sort of spouting stuff you already know. It could be fascinating to be used by something greater, you know, both people's individual DNA intelligence, right? But then, then kind of just exploring and seeing what came in the conversation by staying connected. 
It would be fascinating. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it right now with you. So okay. I'm, uh, I'm sitting in, uh, in, in you, I can hearing you. you say what you're saying. Uh-huh. And it's almost as you were talking, and I was sort of practicing, if you will. But by that, I mean failing and doing it not so great, but I was continuing to do it. Um, it was almost so exciting that I had to back off. Mm-hmm. I, it was almost like too much. Uh, and I, I like that. I mean, it, there's yeah. a lot of juice there is, is really the point. Uh, but I could definitely feel just a thrill sensation of being Patricia. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I backed it back. I, I came back to be a chef. No, I can feel you. You know what it is? <laughs> our, our first line of connection is actually love. Uh, it is. I mean, some people, it's you, you'll find it would be more the head, but we actually have, like, a heart connection. Yeah. Naturally. That's true, isn't it? You know, we've known each other for, like, what, 12, 15, I don't know, a long time. Yeah, 12 years, I'd say. 12 years yeah. at least, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was first. your first sidekick as you, you know. the evolutionary collective back. We did it at the Integral Center in Boulder. Oh, totally. Uh, so um, great. Yeah, but I mean, I think it is in the in the book. There are different kinds of exercises that people can easily. I mean, it's not none of this is hard. It's just a matter of uh, a willingness to pay attention in a particular way. Right. And together, anything I find doing things by myself hard. Uh-huh. You know, to get my own motivation, the discipline, and I've got to do it, and I've got to make sure I remember. <laughs> you know, it's just like a lot of work. Um, <laughs> when you do something together, there's a kind of increased attention because you're both sincerely right. trying. Um, it actually is easier. Yeah. No, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a lot of these um, – spiritual practices. I mean, even I, I think about uh, something as sort of simple and basic as for me, prayer. I mean, I grew up as a little Christian kid. I prayed and, and, you know, I, I've since learned a lot about, uh, you know, the development of my spiritual life and Christianity. And I have a far more mature understanding of it now, but I got to say, when I pray, I'm astonished mm-hmm. at, the results of, of that. And, and yet um, I don't remember to do it. Uh, I don't somehow bring myself to do it. And these kind of practices, it does take an effort to do them. It does. There's some sort of inertia in me, at least, and I think many of us, that just keep us in our lane, you know, mm-hmm. True. And I think that's one of the things I most admire about you and the Evolutionary Collective, your, your groups of people. Um, you're in there doing it. Yeah. Well, it helps to have a structure. I mean, it does. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, does. no matter, um, you know, if people discover that they want support in this kind of consciousness development, um, there are online you know, we're, I mean, because it's kind of like you need the yoga studio. You know, you need a place to practice with yeah. others. You can't do this by yourself with a journal. So um, you need another person. So we are providing, you know, there's online opportunities that where we're gathering people so they can work together. And obviously the Evolutionary Collective is the most intensive version of that. But um, we do we do need support so structures. The Evolutionary Collective, you're doing your groups. Uh, that are in real time and space, and you meet, and, yeah. and and that that's the evolutionary collective. And then you have an online um, uh, option as well. Yeah. So what we've developed now, like I'm about to start next week. There's a evolutionary relationships online course that is six months, and it's just twice. Uh-huh. It's two classes a month, so it's uh-huh. not you know too much to ask, and. Um, <laughs> And basically they can, they'll be taken into some of the perspectives. They'll always have opportunities to practice with other people. And, um, we also have Zoom practices, extra ones that they can do as well, where they can see each other. 
and do half hour okay. practices. So, you know, we're trying, we're trying to make it so that if people are interested, we're providing the right support. That's so. fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you were doing. I heard some something about the online, but I didn't realize yeah. it was that evolved. Yeah, we realized like we have to sort of create the, you know, it's kind of like a yoga studio. We have to create classes and opportunities so people can jump on and go, okay, even though I live in Europe, there's a Saturday Zoom yeah. that one of the teachers is conducting so that we can I can practice with other people from around the world. So we are doing that. Yeah, we're getting yeah, there. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about, you know, just <laughs> the radical nature of the next level of consciousness. Just think about what you just said. Yeah. People literally from all over the world, well, with needles in the haystack all over the world, are finding a way to get together and create this new stuff. That's true. really something. Pretty amazing. It so really we're, we are coming towards the end of our time. So I want to, first of all, I, I want to remind people again, because I know, I guess that's what you do, um, is that <laughs> if, if you're, if you're curious or you're interested, just go to evolutionaryrelationshipsbook.com and you can get the first three chapters at least. Um, the, the book will be out and we're having a big party, a big opening on September 29th in Berkeley. Um, so if anybody's in the local area, definitely sign up for the books and we'll send you an invitation to that. Um, and Jeff, yeah, you and I have, I can still feel, I can feel you. You just came back in. Um, <laughs> I can feel that, you know, yeah. we, we have, we have a pretty porous relationship anyway. Is, We've never been all that separate. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty delicious, isn't it? Pretty resonant. Pretty Yes, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you for just thank you for being yeah. Jeff Alsman and uh, you know, being with me. It's, it's apparently what I'm uh, here to do. So yeah. and the other thing great I want, privilege. You're welcome. I mean, the other thing I want to say is um, that Jeff has amazing conversations with people that I know, some I know and respect and love and many that I just respect, uh, on dailyevolver.com. So please go to his website at dailyevolver.com, and he's got just a plethora of really um, interesting blogs and talks and information that I'm sure um, people will really enjoy. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you, Patricia, thank for you. Uh, inviting me on here, and thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a Really, so much good fun. Definitely. All right. Thank you, everyone, and I will speak to you again next month.